Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Babe, if I ever am not capable of doing my job, if you ever need to fire me, hire above me or demote me, you need to do it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host Tom Bilyeu and I'm here with my beautiful wife and co-host Lisa Bilyeu. And today we're going to be talking about whether you should wait or start a relationship now. Alright, so today's question is from Anonymous. Dear Lisa and Tom, I'm curious to know your opinions regarding workplace romance, especially since you lead impact theory as a team and also as a husband and wife. I am not referring to superior subordinate relationships, but instead to two people on relatively equal ground in a company. A co-worker recently asked me for my phone number and for a while I've had a sixth sense that he's interested in connecting with me beyond workplace and friendship dynamics. I'm aware that workplace relationships are not easy and require extreme clarity and self-awareness to succeed. I'm interested to know your thoughts on workplace relationships as well as the values and clarity needed to make them succeed. Woo! Well, there are multiple ways to answer that question in terms of you know, do you answer as the business owner who understands that there is liability issues? Um, or do you answer as somebody who understands that the greatest dating service that you will ever partake in is anything that puts you in constant uh, proximity to people that you respect and are attracted to? So for us, it was a school, um, which is where we met. And you that, were my teacher. Yes, indeed. School, school for adults. Feel compelled always to mention that. Um, so I get it and I get that people are going to meet there and our rule here at Impact Theory is you just have to disclose it. So if you're going to, um, date, you guys have to disclose it immediately so that we can be really aware. Know. We had to rule. Like yeah. I mean, that, that started at, at Quest. So, yeah. and that's like from an HR perspective is it seems super weird to me to say that people can't date being as how you and I are married and coworkers. So it just seemed very hypocritical to say, there's no way it can work. Well, Obviously, it can work. So, um, But you do need to disclose it because there are real legal implications to unwanted advances and things like that. And this is one of those really messy issues. Mm-hmm. And it is super dangerous. And in today's climate, I don't know that I would approach somebody at my work. And that personally makes me sad um, because I, I want to... Um, live in a world where people you know, can connect and they can find a place where they can discover each other in an environment that doesn't have the pressure of a relationship and then hopefully navigate in a very safe, non-threatening way to express that they have interest in somebody that they work with 
but it isn't easy and unwanted advances can very rapidly turn into a legal problem. All right, but assume they want it, they're both interested, they work together, they tell their boss, how do they navigate with each other working together and dating? Well, that to me isn't necessarily um, the sticking point. So there isn't really a difference between how you work with somebody that you're in a relationship with and how you just be in a relationship with somebody. It's a high degree of communication. It's all about making sure that you guys are very clear on what you want, what the rules of engagement are at work, that you discuss the dynamic, like how you guys work together. Do you overlap? Are there projects that you're working on together? you think that isn't the sticking point. This is the hardest part for me. Interesting. It's not well, for you? Definitely not. What's the hardest part of working together? Uh, the hardest part of working together with you just specifically? Yeah, like of working with a partner. Because well, you said it's not the sticking point, so that's actually really surprising to me. Yeah, I, to me, it is far harder to be good at communication than it is to navigate being in a working relationship with somebody. If you have oh, poor communication, then saying. it's going to be exacerbated by the fact that you work together because now there's these competing stressors. Right. Um, and I think I that, that this is where people fall down when they don't have good communication mm-hmm. is you have these competing agendas, you have the, we have some sort of working relationship, and then we also have the other side. So I think ours is ultra tricky because there's an imbalance of power in terms of the working relationship, but there has to be a complete equal balance of power in the relationship. So when we're working, we went forward with our work relationship saying, we will do everything we can to never have a collision that we can't get on the same page. But if we do, I will be the decision maker at all times in every scenario. Well, can we actually back up a bit? Sure. Going back to Quest, because our dynamic at Quest was actually different than our dynamic impact theory. Yep. So at Quest, you were the president and I ran our media department. So by all on paper, you were my boss. The CMO was my boss, Nick. So... I actually had people above me, even though I was a co-founder, and so that was also rather tricky um, because I remember coming to you saying one day, um, so I had started the media department, you basically, you and Nick were like, hey, we're doing a studio, so you know, here's a place. So I went over, started the media department, and at one point I wanted to make sure that you knew that if I wasn't doing a good job, that... Like, I never want to be in that position where you're just giving me a position because... Pure nepotism. Nepotism, exactly. And for me, it was always very important to earn my spot and work for my what I've earned. And so I turned to you and I said, babe, if I ever am not capable of doing my job, if you ever need to fire me, hire above me or demote me, you need to do it. Like, to not do it because I'm your wife actually will cause a fracture in our personal relationship. Because then you're going to feel like you're um, catering to me. And now what do you say to your employees? So you, and I remember you turned around and you said the famous words, which were, baby, my highest goal is to provide for you and the family. And if something gets in the way of me providing for you and the family, including you, then you bet your, you know, bottom dollar that, you didn't say bottom dollar, but you bet, you bet that I'm going to step in and say, like, you're not holding, you know, up your end. Um, so that was really, really powerful for me. And I think it was important for us to have that talk. And then going into then impact theory, 
having from that dynamic, at least for me, and I'm speaking from the women's perspective now, it was a lot easier when we were like, okay, it's 50-50 business, but when we come into collision, because it will happen, it will happen when we come into collision and neither of us, we, we listen to each other, we're very open, but neither of us are budging our opinion, who makes final decision? And because we'd already had, I think, the Quest experience as well, it was very easy for me to say, well, it should be you. Um, I'm so sorry, I like that one. Just wanted to no, I mean, that was perfect. That, that, that's exactly why, to me, because we've established the rules of engagement, that the tricky part is establishing rules of engagement. The tricky part is having that level of communication, that emotional stability, all that. Um, the, it isn't tricky working with someone that you're in a relationship with mm. because the other stuff is the hard part. I see what you're saying, yeah. Also then something to add is um, how do you interact with each other in public when you're at work? So I'm very affectionate um, and I love to hold your hand and grab your bar and things like that and, you know, sit on your lap. Like that's one thing actually that I, I'm saddened I don't do much anymore mm. because I love sitting on your lap. But we just had a talk and it's like, okay, this isn't appropriate for the workspace. Are you comfortable with me doing this? Are you comfortable? You know, for instance, you don't often like to just even kiss me on the lips, hello or goodbye, in front of the team. Like to me, that's like, of course you're gonna kiss me on the lips, goodbye. So again, we have to have that discussion to make sure where's your level of comfort, where's mine, what are the results we're trying to get to, and then figure that out so that then you don't get into the situation where you're sitting there going, I can't believe he didn't even kiss me. Is he embarrassed of me? Mm. Right, like all these other thoughts that start to seep in, which actually aren't true at all. Um, it's just a going to level of comfort. So um, having that communication, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you just have to talk about it because left to my own devices, I would show zero public displays yeah, of affection yeah. in front of the team. Um, but I know that that, doesn't sit well with you so we have basically minimum we've come to a compromise. acceptable level acceptable. of uh pda acceptable? <laughs> yeah i think that's a question we could both ask from both sides <laughs> yeah exactly but um yeah yeah i mean you definitely have to be super super careful you have to take people on the team into consideration you know it's um it's it's really it's really not easy and I think that it's getting more difficult with every passing day. Really? Why do you mm. say that? There, there's a shift in culture for sure. In our company? No, 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 just in culture in oh, general. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah, because of the movements going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's just a, a more um, people taking things as um, when you're living in a world of like microaggressions and things being taken like out of context and all that, it's just, you have to be super, super careful about how things come across. Yeah, the first time actually, and now we really are derailing, but just one quick comment. Um, I, for the very first time I saw you, a female guest came on Impact Theory and beforehand you said, hey, look, I'm a hugger, is it okay if I hug you? And I was like, wow. Like it was so, because I know you and so you're so sweet and you're very loving and so you hug people and so the fact that you asked, it seemed so official and that actually threw me off. But now we really do digress. But if you remember, do you remember what she said? Thank you for asking. Yeah. Yeah, I do. 